Hello everyone, welcome to the Weeb Initiative, I'm your host, The Weeb. This is the show where every other week I'll be talking about anime, manga, and everything in between. This week I'll be talking about one of the, I think, missing classics of anime, 0091 or 0091. This anime is something else, really. I didn't give it much credit when I started watching it, but Eventually I grew up to it, I mean, it grew on me, and after researching the story a bit, oh man, this, this has some really, really nifty background. So before I even start, let's get to the stats. So 0091, or 0091, was originally a manga written by Ishinomori Shotaro. You may also know this guy by the creator of Kamen Rider and <laughs> Kamen Rider from the get-go, right? If I say Kamen, the creator of Kamen Rider, this guy is already famous, but let's see what else he did just to give some, some more background. So Kamen Rider, Super Sentai that eventually in the West were, was more or less adapted into the Power Rangers. And also the original, original 0091, that was Cyborg 0091, and the um, later sequel, I think, the sequel spin-off, that was 0091 Super Soldiers, uh, Robot Soldiers, something of the kind. Uh, the guy lived from uh, 1938 to 1998. He, he was basically, basically so... The one of the most awarded uh, manga artists in history, I think. I could, I think I can say that more or less. The guy has uh, even a memorial in his in his hometown, and from all his career, he just dropped banger after banger of work and manga in itself. But back to the thing, right? So I'm talking about 0091 that came after. Hefty, hefty time, actually. The um, Shotaro Sensei worked in a whole lot of stuff before it, and this is one of his later works, middle of the road, really, but anyways, after Kamen Rider. So, let's get to the stats of the manga. So, it was written by Ishinomori Shotaro. The manga was published in Weekly Manga Action back in August... 1967 through November 1974 it has six volumes and from then on it was adapted to <laughs> Helen Beck so it had a television drama in 96 sorry 69 nice and then we had the anime and after that, a live action. I have to say, the anime had 12 episodes spanning from October 2006 to December 2006. And also the DVD specials, which for this, for sake of this review, I did not watch. I focused mainly on the main anime because I, I thought the ending was kind of a bummer. Uh, Kinda. And before I t 
tell you about the story, just another disclaimer. I don't actually know if I will spoil anything. This review for sake of the way the anime presents itself and the way that it mostly runs most of the time. The ending doesn't actually matter, really. The, this is one of the, the cases that the story, the journey is greater than the end or the objective. And also because the way that it is presented to us in the anime, it doesn't really matter where the story ends. So mostly I want this one to be maybe a bit shorter of a review because I think the anime itself speaks too much to me to actually give so much things away. Because, and this is the first thing, right? The story of the anime does not connect itself in a linear fashion, let's say. It is mostly episodic. The episodes are really cut and dry far apart, so they don't actually harbor any connection between themselves and for the most part that's it that's it this is a quick review from an anime actually old but not really old but the source material is pretty old and maybe one day i will try to find the manga read it and hopefully do a review maybe i don't i don't think i would need with six volumes that I, I don't think there it has enough material to to demand another review but that's a thing for another day anyways i'm already burning up time so let's get to it so this what's the story about why did i watch 0091 so the premise is somewhat simple somewhat simple let's say the anime shows uh let's say, different future from the Earth, so in this future, the Cold War didn't end yet, and they never, uh, this is the first distinction, they never uh, mention any real country, except the ones that are not the main figures of the Cold War, so, <laughs> and never anything about politics, really, so you don't, you won't see any mention about capitalism, communism, or whatever, but except for some parts where they clearly say the name of some places that 0091 visits, there are no there are no mentions of localization or, or anything. They just mention Eastern Bloc and Western Bloc for the most part. They that's the basic distinction about let's say the international part of the conflict so what's the so the cold war never ended and now we are in the future somewhat and then we get to meet our main protagonist the spy 0091 so 0091 is um i would not say stereotyped but she's the prime of the <laughs> early 2000s female anime protagonist I would say so she is beautiful she's intelligent she's a strong character overall she you you get what I'm saying right so she's a spy for the western block so you can already guess which side the author is on but anyways uh, 
<laughs> oh boy, how how can I not get political in this in this scenario right now? Anyway, so back to the story. So basically, the whole anime is watch her struggle and her missions in this weird weird environment that is the Cold War in the future. And the first distinction that we can see about being in the future, in air quotes, is the fact that she's actually a cyborg. We don't get to see her story, really, for the most part of the anime. Most of her story is told in one episode towards the later half of the anime, so for nine episodes, more or less, she's just this main character that infiltrates parts of the world to kill some guys, to steal intelligence, to counter Dumbo agents and so on and so forth. And from that point on, we, from the first episode, right, we can already see some parts of the anime that more or less predicate the running of the show. So the first part that I wanted to talk about is that the anime, most of the time, most of the time now, right, the, the whole anime actually, it wears its references on its sleeve. So, I mean, the original manga was written in 67, but I, I don't know if they added something to the anime itself, but we can see a whole lot of, I would say, references from films and literature itself. So, the name itself is already a reference to the 007. Some of the parts of the enemy really reminded me of Char maybe Charlie's Angels, more or less. And at some point, before we actually meet her boss, that, that is called Number Zero, this bald moustache guy in a really, really deep part of the whatever place, deep secret base, right? I saw a reference to Charlie's Angels in my humble opinion, but anyways, the anime also presents a lot of elements from um, the genre of noir, mysteries, and action movies in general. I, I can't really pinpoint all the all the references they do. I I have the um, the distinct feeling that each episode is a reference to a specific movie or story, but I cannot confirm that. So, for one, any of the... What, what do I mean, right? All episodes feel like I have already seen them elsewhere, but I cannot pinpoint where or what. I can... I mean, there is the episode of the Count of Monte Cristo. There is... And I... I'm really certain there's more than one episode that are straight up uh, homages to 007 movies and so on and so forth. So it wears its references on its sleeves. It is not ashamed to do so. And that is not to the detriment of the anime. I think the, um, one of the things that really brought me to watching it really is that this anime is so full of personality really not only the music the, the music and i didn't really give much credit yet but iwasaki taku really nice soundtrack god damn really nice soundtrack so 
just a side note about the music, right? The main theme, the the opening, is purpose made to this anime. So, <laughs> and boy, oh boy, it's awesome. The ending is a, a city pop kind of city funk kind of deal. Really nice, really really nice, uh, as the kid says. The music slaps in this anime, and all everything really the the environmental music when we have the action scenes, the more contemplative scenes and all, really nice. So back to the story. So we get to meet 0091. She her name is Milene Hoffman. Although she uses a lot of alter names between missions and all, and we mostly see this really, I would say, really worked on world building to, from episode one to whenever. They have a really big focus on the fact that although there's, um, although 0091 is a Western spy. She's not really allied with the West, it's more of uh, I'm living here and I'm working here, more or less, so no real compromise towards any side. Because also we see progressively as her growth in, as, as a character really, her development leads towards, um, from the start we see she's apathetic, really. She does not show emotions to, uh, towards the beginning right so she was really just go there get the job done and go home and towards the end we see that she gets way, way more soft towards people so she starts to be let's say a bit more merciful towards some people in some cases towards the end she actually defies her boss let's say to do a thing on her own. Basic trope about uh, spy movies, really, but anyways, I have to say that. And that's basically 0091. So, from the get-go, we also meet her compatriots, her teammates, let's say, more or less. They mostly work alone, but from time to time, you see they tagging together to do something. So, 0093. 0094 and 0097. They are not really developed in any way, really, but I think maybe just 0094, but not really. Anyways, so that being said, what what's the anime about, right? So I'll, a whole lot of missions happen, but let's give some examples, right? So first time they have to rescue kidnapped researcher because the, he actually found something of some form of energy greater than nuclear energy and then all the the usual thing like oh my god if the bad guys get it then we have some more let's say esoteric kind of deals so one episode she has to basically face off against this one sniper that is blind that is contract to kill her but then they have this whole let's say face off really the whole episode is just a face off because and i i'm swear to god this this is a movie i already saw someday but 
I can't pinpoint what is it. But basically, they waste a week facing off until they, fin they finally close it out with her winning, obviously. But anyways, we have one of the episodes she has to recover some kind of information from an old spy that defected and we that there's a lot of things really that the anime spans into an, a lot of areas a lot of not only areas really what i what i meant to say is that they show a whole lot of world building in a form that she's always somewhere and affects in some way like the effects that the cold war has in multiple facets of the this part of the story we are seeing like the part of the story the anime showing really and that's basically the anime really so just i i have to give some remarks i guess how the anime actually works in um structure level right every episode presents let's say it starts with the main mission so we see millennia hoffman one uh, receiving some kind of message or something like that that presents the main mission of the episode then we follow it up to her meeting someone that is not necessarily important to the mission but in some way end up involved in it and this this person or group of person of people at this point they tell a whole lot of stories they present themselves as characters so there's this whole construction that they do to more or less emotionally charge the, the episodes and when the resolution actually comes the um, the anime is not preoccupied with closure for this let's say the side characters this mission specific characters for the most part, the mission's over when the mission's over, and again, the closure is not necessarily presented. So it may be annoying, may maybe jarring to some people, but some of the people she meets as a means to close out her mission or to contact someone involved in the mission. Uh, some people get really screwed up, really. Uh, there is there's one mission that basically she destroys a whole family. I will say, this is towards the end, right? So she actually cries at the end when she actually does it because the guy wanted revenge and so on and so forth. But some other times she, she just uh, leaves anyone to their own devices. So... Uh, at some point, she basically wrecks up the relationship between the uh, grandfather and the grandson. And that's it. Like, she just leaves the scene and the episode ends. So, it's really jarring in some points. I think it's... Eh, maybe... It, it, it sets a tone, really, to the anime. To me, at the very least, in my humble opinion. It sets a tone. It shows that she's actually a spy she does not have this let's say deeper connection to the people she meets because she's a spy she cannot that old trope right so spies cannot have um, relations with people because they will end up 
having weaknesses and all. And also, right, some episodes have, I would say, I noted here morals, right? So some episodes have maybe messages, they do some kind of, some spew about one of the episodes is questioning really the, <laughs> what, what was it? Uh, I think the efficacy of killing with a certain method other than killing itself. So, is killing with a cer certain method more humane than killing itself? No. So, uh, there, there's this kind of, of um, involvement. They try to bring it up sometimes. And every episode is really different. So, and they don't actually have connections. It, it is fun to watch as um, more of referential piece. I mean, the anime is pretty good, I will say. The animation itself, when they end up in close quarters combat, hand-to-hand, uh, -hand, it is really well done. I think they, I think they did really, uh, really well. Uh, oh boy, I can't speak. They did a real, really good job in animating the um, fights and altercations between the various um, characters. And the thing is, right, so I already said about the personality, I already said about the music and now the animation. The one thing that really stands out when you first watch this anime, it, it is the art style. The art style is not even close to the normal style so you see the most difference is in the eyes and from that it is in the um, facial features let's say of the of the multiple characters so the what can i even say right the style is really reminiscent to me of astro boy although there are no tangible connections that I can see towards Shotaro Sensei and the guy who wrote Astro Boy. I, I can't remember his name right now. But the, the thing is, right, so the anime itself is really good. The music is spot on. The animation is pretty good. The stories may vary uh, from episode to episode. That Some episodes are really more concise, I would say, and some episodes they reach the climax too fast because of the the 24 minute window they have to animate really and from what i can say they really did what they could with this anime back in 2006 and now that i think about it maybe i didn't say the studio that actually made the anime but better late than never ishimori entertainment which actually is ishinomori since a production company so he actually founded a studio himself from what i gather they are still in service to at uh, the in service they are still active today they do the um, Kamen Rider Tokusatsu and i think some other stuff the site doesn't seem actually to be dead they really maintain the site actually updated <laughs> Uh, different from a whole lot of other studio studio sites that I've already researched in the past, they are still doing some things with the the work of Ishinomori Sensei 
other than Kamen Rider, so from what I gather, the latest thing was a renovated version of the one of the dramas inspired by Ishinomori other manga works. So that's that's good, pretty good. So before I even get to drag it out too much, what is my opinion about 0091? So first things first, the, as I already said, the music to me is spot on. The, the opening to the ending, the ending is slaps. The ending is pretty, pretty good. The animation, the animation is pretty good, but you can clearly see towards the, um, so they actually work a lot in the beginning. So to, from the first towards the third or fourth episode, we have a whole lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat, pretty well animated, but from what I could gather, they, I would not say cheaped out, but they didn't do as much hand-to-hand -hand combat until the real late half of the anime, so the only fights uh, after the fourth episode is more or less the, the tenth towards the twelfth episode. That's minor. De that's a minor detail, nitpicking. But, anyways, I, I think I, I need to address that. The themes that the anime showed are really heavy, actually. So one of the things I didn't actually uh, give too much thought until now. But there is not. Um, let's say the anime is rated for seventeen up in age rating. So what you can get with that is a whole lot of violence there are some scenes that are really heavy really with the not, not only gore but some deaths are just uh, straight up messed up to show to kids in my humble opinion I mean there is <laughs> just an example right there's this one part where this girl is kind of she's thrown out in it's not really shown how it gets to that but the, the effect is shown she is thrown out in uh in a device which has this giant uh, gears so she gets crushed and they show the corpse with the whole blood and and, and the face so it is kind of messed up not only that right so there is this violent part and also the fact that being the mid-2000s, and I have to make this very clear, being the mid-2000s with, with a story that is 17 years plus, and the manga is probably written the same way. They use 0091 and the other girls, um, we have a bit, a bit of fan service, in some ways uh, a bit more spicy than I would say, but they never really show anything, they just um, give off the idea and then you have to complete the thought in your own head, let's say. So there is not... it is a... Uh, what I would say, it's a more tastefully done fan service than we have nowadays. Nowadays we have a whole lot of penny shots, boobs everywhere, show off bras and whatever. This one is more subtle, which to me it's pretty good and fits actually to keep up the, the um, let's say the high level of the the 
thoughts that go into the episodes because the the trauma the the, the trauma the, the plot of the episodes goes i would say they uh, they lean more towards a higher level of discussion so it is really commonplace to the anime to show off uh, moral dilemmas, uh, ethics problems, and so on and so forth towards war, towards human lives, uh, again, killing, assassination, use of nuclear weapons that they say a lot to, from the beginning towards the end. And there, there are a whole lot of questions. And I think the, the way they did the fan service itself uh, lends it more towards the enrichment of the story because it adds um, something else without let's say diminishing the, the the story itself the questions they they present in the episode I would I don't know if I would prefer to see nowadays but I, again the the manga was written in the 60s and I'm talking about a, an anime that came out in 2006 so I don't know <laughs> maybe if they did a it a bit more nowadays I think it would be better it's one of the things that in a way it shows that maybe back then we had more of um, not restraint but maybe we knew when to do stuff I don't know anyways I'm getting attention that doesn't actually matter right now and I don't want to drag it out anymore so that's basically the review. 0091, watch it. The music's good, the animation's good. I don't think you will find a version of it higher than 360p, but you can try. And the anime's pretty good. As a historical reference from a famous, written by a famous guy, done by his own company in the mid 2000s, I think it's. It's a really good recommend. Actually, I do recommend to watch it. The anime is pretty good. I eventually may maybe watch the predecessor that is 009, the original one, Super Soldier. I, I don't know title, but anyways. So that's basically it. If you like the show, if you like what I do, if you like my reviews, uh, please follow, please like, please share, depending on the platform you're on. Please subscribe. And please join the Discord. I'm I'm trying to push it, man. I'm trying to push it. So, but anyways, uh, I hope you stick around. Bye.